You're listening to audio from City Light South Church. If you'd like to check out more resources and find ways to get involved, go to citylightsouth.org.au. Good morning and good Friday, everyone. Uh, It's great that we can gather together on this special day, uh, particularly to celebrate and remember what Jesus did on the cross for us. Uh, I was supposed to preach a few weeks ago, but the old COVID got me, and uh, so I'm actually really happy that I can be here with you for this one. Um, And so let's pray, and then let's get into it. Dear God, would you set our hearts on you now? our minds on what you would have us here this morning, Lord. Please help us to understand what it means to receive justification through the death of Christ on the cross. Would you please speak to us now? Would we hear it and would we respond in worship to you, our great God? Amen. Okay, so now I want you to think about this. What is the kindest thing that someone has ever done for you? What is the kindest thing that someone has ever done for you? And today we're going to talk about something that has been done for you that I can guarantee is kinder and greater than what you are thinking about right now. And that is, of course, Jesus on the cross. And so we're going to talk about what Jesus dying on the cross actually achieved and what that means for us. And so this is often termed justification. Uh, You may or may not be familiar with this term. Uh, You may or may not know what it actually means or what it's actually saying when it's used in relation to the work of Christ. It's one of those classic words in Christianese that we love to throw around, but maybe we're not 100% sure what it means, or at least what it means in its fullness. But it's super important to understand justification correctly, because justification is a central part of what it means to be a Christian. It's a central part of the message of the gospel. And it is a central part of what it means to be saved by Christ. And so we've been working through Romans 8.30 for the last couple of weeks. Uh, and as you may have realised, this verse has some very theologically loaded terms. They're words that mean a lot. We have covered being predestined and called, and now we are covering being justified. And so we're going to go from Romans 28 for a bit of context and then read through to verse 30. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. So the ones who were predestined and called, they were also justified. So what does it mean to be justified? What is justification? Well, if we Google it, we are told that justification is the action of declaring or making righteous in the sight of God. Or the catchy phrase version, justification is just as if we never sinned. Uh, Another helpful way of explaining it, which I got from the Knowing Faith podcast, shout out to them, is that justification is being made right by a right God or being made righteous by a righteous God. And these are helpful, but immediately they bring up questions that we need to answer. Why do we need to be made right or righteous? A righteous God is making us righteous, but how is he making us righteous? So let's look at these questions. So why do we need to be made righteous? Why do we need justification? 
The answer begins all the way back in Genesis with Adam and Eve. They sin and they reject God by eating the fruit that they were commanded not to eat. And from there we continue and we see that people keep sinning and they keep rejecting God. God is righteous and he is holy, but people are unrighteous and unholy. And this means that we are disconnected from God. There is a barrier between us and him. The only way to break that barrier is to change us, to take away our unholiness and to replace it with holiness, to take away our unrighteousness and replace it with righteousness. And as we see throughout the Old Testament, God makes covenants or promises with his people, but they still continue to fail, to sin, and to reject God. And there is a penalty for sin. God requires justice. It would actually be unfair of God to not deal with our sin and just brush it aside and say, don't worry about it. We know from Genesis and elsewhere in the Bible that actually the correct consequence of sin is death. There is a clear price to pay. And that's a big problem for us because people, we cannot help but be unholy and unrighteous and we cannot make ourselves holy and we cannot make ourselves righteous. We can't pay that price. We need someone to do it for us. And only someone who is righteous can possibly make us righteous. And no one is righteous except for God himself. And that is why we are made righteous by a righteous God. But is justification purely just a response of God to our sin? Did he see humans were sinning and rejecting him and start panicking, thinking, oh no, I have to do something about this. But Romans 8.30 actually says no, because we were predestined and called, and so we were also justified. And that means that this was all part of the plan from the start. Before God even created the world, he had called you to be his child. He already knew the sin of humanity. He knew we would reject him. But nonetheless, he created us, and he loves us, and he has loved us from before the beginning of time. God's plan for justification predated sin. What justification does and what Jesus does on the cross is fully put on display the love of God. It shows us what love truly is. It shows us the glory of God, his character and his care for his creation. It enables us to worship him in a new way. The cross gives us a new perspective of God, of how glorious he is, and we can fully embrace our worship of him through the work of Christ. Not only is justification of benefit to us because of our salvation, but it is also of benefit in how we see and relate to God because of our justification. It leads us to humbly approach our great God in awe and respect and love, in praise and thanksgiving as the righteous God makes us righteous and declares us to be in right relationship to himself, not by our work, but by the work of Christ. A God who is willing to pay the price for our mistakes to save us is a God who is worthy of our praise. So how does God make us righteous? How is our justification achieved? We know it's by Jesus dying on the cross, right? But what is happening on the cross that makes that happen, that makes us justified? 
As I said before, humans can't justify themselves. We need someone to do it for us. Someone who's innocent. Uh, A dude named Thomas Aquinas, back in the Dark Ages, he explains this really well. He says that punishment is a morally good response to sin. It is a kind of medicine for sin and aims at the restoration of friendship between the wrongdoer and the wronged one. And then he goes on to say that Christ bore a satisfactory punishment, not for his sins, but for our sins. And so basically what he is saying is that there is a response to sin, which is punishment for that wrongdoing. The punishment is actually what restores the relationship between the sinner and the one who has sinned against. Uh, It's kind of like those principles that we learn in the Old Testament, you know, an eye for an eye. Someone does wrong, so that wrong must be righted. When I was young, my sisters and I would sometimes fight, as most children do. Of course, I never started it, but that's okay. Uh, I was the perfect child. But I remember once I had hurt my sister, not that sister, my other sister, uh, and she was upset. And of course she had gone to mum and she was crying and complaining and whinging and all that. And then mum said to her, well, you know what, I want you to hit him back. This was a very confusing experience for her. Uh, And I think, you know, she was a bit nervous, maybe a bit afraid. Uh, She didn't want to give me a solid thump or anything in case this was some sort of trick or trap. So she basically poked me. Anyway, she poked me and then mum said, great. Now you guys are even, and you can play together happily again. Now, this isn't a perfect analogy, but it kind of captures the problem and the solution. When we began, we were in relationship with God. And my sister and I began, we were playing together happily. But then Adam and Eve sinned against God, and humanity continued to sin against him. I hurt my sister. And in order to restore that relationship, something needed to be done to fix the mistakes of our sin, to pay the cost of sin, so that we could be in good standing with God again. My sister hit me back to make things even and to restore our relationship. But the problem is that we cannot pay the required punishment for our sin, because that punishment is death. We can't make things even. We can't begin to restore the relationship that we've broken. We're stuck and we're trapped. But there is one who can pay the price for us. Christ takes on our punishment for us. Christ was perfect. He upheld the law and he was without sin. He never hit his sister. No wrongdoing, no rejecting God, but perfectly living in communion with the Father. And then through his death on the cross, cross, he paid the price for our sin. Because he was God and because he was perfect, his death was a sufficient death to cover the price for all of our sins. All of the sins of humanity, should we choose to accept it. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says that for our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. In Christ, we are declared righteous. God wipes away our sin because Christ has paid the price. He has received the penalty of death, not for his sins, because he had none, but for our sins. He is the lamb who was slain for us. 
I'd really encourage you to go home today and read Isaiah 53 because it's, it's really awesome and it's a really beautiful picture of what it is that we celebrate today on Good Friday. Uh, but I want to read 4 to 6 now. Yet he himself bore our sicknesses and he carried our pains. But we in turn regarded him stricken, struck down by God and afflicted. But he was pierced because of our rebellion, crushed because of our iniquities. Punishment for our peace was on him, and we are healed by his wounds. We all went astray like sheep. We have all turned to our own way, and the Lord has punished him for the iniquity of us all. And that's a beautiful picture that contrasts between Christ and us, what we deserve and what Christ took for us, that we can have peace, that we can be saved from our sin because of what Christ has done. Christ is the relationship restorer between us and God. He brings us back and he restores our relationship with God. God looks at us and he sees that our punishment has been paid for good. All our sin is covered. God forgets our sin and he welcomes us as his children. We are healed and we are restored to God. And so that leaves then, how do we receive this healing? How do we receive righteousness? How do we personally each receive justification from Christ's death? This is probably the craziest part of justification. How little we have done and how little we have to do to receive it. And we are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness, because in his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time, so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Uh, that's Romans 3, 24 to 26. Uh, and in this passage, we see a lot of themes that we've already discussed today in relation to justification. It reveals God's glory. It shows the righteousness of God himself. And that God is the one who justifies through Christ. That Christ pays the price for our sin with his blood. And then it also tells us how we receive justification. It's a gift. God gives us justification as a gift through Christ. And how do we receive this gift? Through faith. The one who has faith in Jesus is the one who God justifies. What is faith in Jesus Christ? Paul tells us that as well. It's almost like the Bible's written about this or something. Romans 10, 9 to 10. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. And really what's happening here is that faith in Jesus is twofold. Believing in the lordship of Jesus, that he has been raised. But it is believing in, his, in your heart that Jesus is who he says he is. But not only believing, also confessing. Proclaiming these truths with your mouth as well. It is through your belief and your confession of faith that you receive justification and are saved. It is important to realise and to remember, though, that even though justification is a gift 
of grace from God, that does not mean that we can take it and just go back to our normal lives and keep on living in sin. You know, on Christmas Day, when a young child, they open their presents, uh, they open their first one, and it's so exciting. It's the greatest thing in the world. They're so happy. But then they forget all about it in five seconds because there's a new present to open, and it's shiny and exciting. This is nothing like that. It is a gift, but it is a life-changing gift. It changes everything about you and who you are. You are called to be a different person because you are transformed into a child of God. You have Christ in you, and so you become more like him. Acts 13, 39. And by him, everyone who believes is freed from everything from which you could not be freed by the law of Moses. In other words, you couldn't free yourself, you couldn't follow God's law, but if you believe, then you can be freed by Jesus Christ. Because his act on the cross is what frees you. You've been freed from your old ways of sin and rejection of God when you are justified. And that means that you have been freed not to do whatever you want, but to live in the way God has designed for humanity. God isn't the party pooper who doesn't want you to have any fun. His law is designed for people to live their best life, to experience the joy of knowing him and experience the full joy that life has to offer. Living a holy life is not to live a boring life, it's to live your absolute best life. We are saved by a gift that is freely given to us if we have faith in Christ. And that justification frees us to live according to God's way, and that is the best way to live. You can experience great freedom as the one who has been justified by God in the way you live your life and in the way that you relate to others. How often do we feel the need to justify ourselves or to justify our actions? You know, we hear phrases like, well, she started it, well, you did it first. And these are attempts to justify our wrong actions and to blame them on others. We try to minimise our wrong. We say, at least I'm better than Josh. He did something way worse. Or it's not like I robbed a bank or killed someone. These are both attempts to justify ourselves by saying that, well, we could be worse. At least we're not worse. And lastly, we try to justify ourselves by our works. Look how much money I gave. Look how nice I am to people. I'm pretty good. When we do this, we of course ignore all the times that we fail to live up to those expectations, when we don't do good. But when God is the one who justifies us, when we receive justification as a gift, then we no longer have the need to justify ourselves. We experience that great freedom. Romans 5.1 and then verse 8 as well, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And verse 8, But God proves his own love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We have peace. We are loved and we are forgiven even while we were still in our sin. If we have been loved and forgiven freely before we even deserved it, even though we never and could never earn it or deserve it, then that takes away any need for us to justify ourselves. If we have been justified by God, 
then there is no need to justify ourselves. We are free, so we can be free to humbly admit when we're wrong. We can be free not to compare ourselves to others. We can be free to not hype ourselves up about what we do right and ignore what we do wrong. We can love and we can forgive others freely, just as God did for us. If you have faith in Christ, you are free to stop trying to prove to others and to prove to yourself that you deserve to be saved, that you deserve justification, because Christ is worthy and he deserves it, and he gives it to you because he loves you. He loves you so much that he died on the cross for you. While you were still in your sin, he did it for you, to take you out of your sin and to restore you. God wants to declare you to be righteous, to make you his child, and to give you life. If the punishment of sin is death, then what is the reward of justification? It is life. Those who are justified are saved from the consequences of sin, and that means no death, but life forever. And not just any life, but a transformed life, the best life, as designed by God, and meant for you to experience the fullness of a relationship with him and the fullness of all joy. If you've already experienced justification, if you already believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the lordship of Jesus Christ, then I want to encourage you to remember, especially now on Good Friday, what God has done for you through Christ, to think about what it means that Christ died on the cross, that he paid the price, He accepted your punishment so that you wouldn't have to. Think about the great cost that he took on for you. Think about how wonderful and glorious it is that God would do that for you. That he loves you so much. That he paid the price so that he could welcome you with open arms as his child. He can declare you as righteous. You are free. You do not need to justify yourself because God has justified you through Christ and it is a gift that he gladly gives those who believe. If you have not yet received the gift of justification, then I encourage you to do it. Right now you can receive all these things that we've spoken about freely. It costs nothing except your trust and it will change your whole life for the better. Pray to God that you would believe in Christ, that he is the Lord and that he has paid the price for your sin. And then I encourage you to speak to someone today and to confess that truth. I said at the beginning that justification is a central part of what it means to be a Christian. It is central because it was God's plan from the beginning. From before the world was created, he planned to show us the fullness of his love through the death of Christ and to restore us to full life and relationship with himself forever. Our greatest problem is taken care of in Christ on the cross. We are declared as innocent and righteous by the righteous God himself. So let's look to God and look to Jesus on the cross and receive and rejoice in our justification by the work of Christ and worship him together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, We thank you for your grace and mercy. We thank you for the gift of justification. 
that we are saved from the consequences of sin. We thank you for Jesus who's willing, willingly died and took on our punishment so that we can be saved and freed, so that we can be united to you and have life with you forever. Please give us hearts that remember this great sacrifice on the cross and that we would respond in worship and praise to the God who gave so much to his people. You deserve to be praised as the one who makes us righteous by the work of Christ, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for another message from City Light South Church. You can find out more about our church and connect with us at citylightsouth.org.au.